Good morning. This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. Just getting out the door. <laughs> Apparently having some trouble doing that. There we go. Right. So today is the last uh, episode in the series of plot points, and I'm looking for a C word that means um, the the part at the end of the first act. And there's a, there's a number of ways of describing it, that there's this um, transition, and uh, another way of saying it is there's a, a liminal state, you know, that sort of being in between worlds, there's this... Uh, threshold that the character, the main character, crosses over. <clears throat> and it's, this is following this process of decision, the, the, the main character is, is confronted with this choice of whether to keep going. And there's a, there's a mirror uh, of the midpoint, uh, or the center of the story, but at, at the midpoint, it's this false success. There's this sort of feeling of, it, you know, yeah, it's going to happen. Whereas at the end of the first act... It's, it's really loaded with doubt. It's, um... The character, main character, makes a choice to continue. But... It's, it's, it's based on decision. And, uh... So it's, it's, it's kind of the, the opposite of the midpoint. As, as far as choice goes. There's a, there's a wrestling with this decision. It doesn't come easily. There's a lot of resistance. And one of the ways of des describing that is uh, heeding or listening to the call to adventure. And, and just as a side note or... Um, just, just to, just to sort of get myself out of the jam, get you out of the jam as well. It's that, you know, th this is just structure. This is form. It, you know, these not these rules are not written in stone where you sort of you have to do it this way. It's it's more just basic expectation of readers, and this is how a lot of S stories, a lot of literature, movies, 
music, uh, theater, that this, this is the foundation which you build upon. And rather than a constraint, it's, it's, a, it's a tool you know, to, to craft what you're doing. Okay, so back to, back to this. Um, one of the words I came up with was crossover. Because I'm just, I'm looking for these words that start with C because we have the crisis and the climax. And, and whereas the midpoint, there's, there's this crossing over with uh, optimism. At the end of the first act, it's crossing over with pessimism. Uh, that there's this awareness of how, how wrong things could go. There's, there's a lot of doubt while this is going on. And yet, the character is motivated to uh, to, to finally agree to the call to adventure. Uh, the call to adventure is coming from Joseph Campbell's monomyth, which is in a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. There was a, a screenwriting um, version of it, and I think it might have been called something like The Hero's Journey, and I think the author was Vogel, and it, it's a it's it's developing it a bit more because uh, the hero with a thousand faces is more academic in in the sense of uh, you know it's it's like a thesis it's you know written it's a scholarly work it is accessible it's it's highly readable but but you've got to kind of translate it. Anyways, one phase of the monomyth is that one phase of the monomyth is the call to adventure, and that there's this refusal. This is this is coming after what's called the inciting incident, which is this huge shock. And after that, there's this sort of tug of war that happens within the main character, but also on the outside, where representatives, um, you know, characters who their roles, they're on either side of the equation. One representative will say, um, you have to stay here. You have obligations to friends, family, lovers. You know, you, you can't go on this adventure. And then there's the, the opposing side, a character that represents the call to adventure, right? You know, almost... Yeah, like say, you know, Gandalf, when Gandalf sh shows up, 
he's this troublemaker, you know, and it get that gets repeated a number of times. You know, I, th- I think I think one time he's called the Storm Crow, and you know, he he's accused of kind of bringing b- bad luck with him when he shows up. He's he's um, the harbinger of doom. Yeah, even even in Hobbiton, you know, he's he's marvelous, but he's also viewed with suspicion. But anyways, what he what he does is he invites. So there's this tug of war that's happening in the at the at, in the first act, and uh, eventually the call to adventure is going to win. You know. Gandalf's um, <laughs> seduction is the wrong word, uh, but it could be used in, in you know depending on what the story is. But there's this uh, what is it? Uh, I'm looking for the right word and it's just not working. Pandering in it's in you know this invitation, welcoming. You know, say, oh, you know, I, I, I was just thinking of various forms of that, and one of them is, uh, you know, the military uh, inviting people to uh, sign up and become, you know, join the military or the navy, air force, and and. Part of the sales pitch is, you know, you're, you have a purpose. You're serving your country, glory. Uh, there's, there's the slant, which is, you know, go to amazing, interesting uh, foreign countries. Meet uh, interesting, diverse uh, people and then kill them. So, so there's there's a dark side to this invitation. Uh, the invitation could be on the flip side, you know that. You know, it, it, this the same scenario, but say, you know, there's this threat from an invader, you know, and and the military is saying, you know, come on, you've got to get involved because. You know, if you don't fight, we're going to get taken over, and you know, your way of doing things, your identity is going to be smashed. Uh, and I was just thinking too that you know, religion is thrown in there often. You know, God, God's on our side, or you know, whatever our version is of the divine. Some other invitations, running away, joining the circus. So there's a, there's a kind of lull that happens before this uh, you know, adventure starts. And 
it's kind of like the the two little, you know, there's an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder who are whispering into the ear. And, you know, oh, it's going to be a great time, right? You know, you're going to have such a good time. And the angel is whispering and saying, you know, no, don't, don't do it. You know, it's, it's not going to turn out well. And, or vice versa. You know, you've got the, You've got these two characters that are vying for um, vying for your attention, or you know the main character's attention. I remember being in Korea, and one of the one of the reasons I came back was that that. Thing, it was a high stress uh, environment that they, you know they have. You know they they practice for nuclear war. Uh, they'll have uh, you know sort of they'll you know have the big sirens going and you know you, you sort of hide under the desks and. Uh, uh, when I was there, there was some shelling across the border. And whereas when I went there, I had this, you know, I sort of, I thought, you know, oh, everything's stable. But it, it, it's not. It's sort of like, and to everybody is living in this instability, right? You know, you have to. It's like... Uh, terrorism in London or wherever whatever country that you have to you know carry on uh, stay strong carry on uh, part of that invitation I was saying the other day that the part of the invitation I guess it's the inciting incident, the catalyst, is that it's, it's, it's like tourism or traveling, right? Those ads that are promoting something is, oh, it's so amazing there. And wherever you live, I, I, I know somebody who's uh, from London, and I have this amazing idea of London. It's vice versa. She, she, traveled over to Vancouver and she kept saying, you know, it's so amazing here, it's beautiful. Da 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 da. And then, you know, I have this fantasy of of London and she was like, oh, it's a dirty city. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> and I poo-poo Vancouver. But it it really is about selling the um, selling the adventure. And this, you know, this salesman versus the characters who are saying, oh, you know, this is a, this is a con job. You know, this is, you know, you, you don't want to go on this adventure, right? It's, and getting back to the soldier scenario, uh, I, I, I always read and see and hear about how the soldiers setting out 
that they don't realize what's going to happen. Usually, that, that the, the trauma and the tragedy, uh, of course, you know, it, ha- it hasn't happened yet. But, but there is this shadow cast. You, know, you, you cannot go off to war or travel. Um, you cannot do that without just a hint of knowledge. You know, we're surrounded by stories of you know, travelers who... I, I, I wasn't even looking at the news. I'm on Twitter and you know somebody's retweeting uh they're sharing this story about a, a an american woman who's you know went and traveled with her family and was killed by a hippo you know there's something comic tragic about it you know but this is a serious for the family friends lovers it's a, it's a devastating event for them and it, you know that's constant. If it's not terrorism that happens somewhere, then it's you know getting your stuff stolen. Uh, you know, just getting mugged and and or killed. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> You know, bizarre stories. You 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 travel somewhere and you get. Um, I, I I can't remember what place it was, but it people were wrapping up their luggage, like their backpacks and stuff, wrapping them up with saran wrap and um, like this plastic wrap, so that uh, because there was a this shared information, this knowledge that some people were getting, um, like, uh, I think it was drugs that were being planted in their luggage. And then it was like, oh, I found this. And, you know, you've got to give me money now or else, you know, oh, it's, you know, you're going to be in deep doo-doo. So corruption, encountering corruption while you're off on this pilgrimage or whatever it is uh, along the way. You know, you're going to meet people that don't have a problem with that. You know, I can shake you down and make a, a couple bucks. Uh, and so you've, you've got to be pretty... Pretty um, naive, pretty thick, uh, pretty optimistic in a foolish way. Uh, I've, I've, I have some beautiful friends who uh, go off traveling to these places that I would not go, you know. And I've, I've, <laughs> I'll sort of express concern, and, uh, but they go and they have a good time. And all of the horror stories don't happen. And I suspect that that's usually the case, is that usually these things don't happen. But occasionally they do. 
So the character, the main character, is being pulled uh, back and forth between these two sides and is posed with this argument of whether, whether or not to go. And the expectation is, yes, they will. You know, there's this, there's this build-up um, fueling the fire. Eventually, the this stoking of, of stoking of the furnace, stoking of the fire, wins out. Um, you know, the act of uh, introducing this invitation, the act of inspiring it it wins out in the end and structurally that's it's expected it's expected by the reader it's expected by the critique partner the beta reader it's expected by If you're going that angle, the agent, the publisher, also too, uh, adaptation. That lo looking for a good story, they're going to be looking for strong structure. They're going to be on the lookout for something that does what it's supposed to do, rather than having these confused moments of, well, you know, I, you know, this is, it's really befuddling, you know, just down at this sort of basic building blocks of story, it's like, well, but if it's doing what it's supposed to do, it has a much greater chance of, of getting there. And, and two, there's the there's the magicians, you know, secrets that say when it's done well, right? For for myself, I'll look at it and I'll I'll appreciate the the craft that went into it. Whereas um, it, it's like you know watching some kind of sport or just even acting you know that you can you can tell someone's good but you don't know why until you start digging into it and the mechanics and there's all kinds of tips and tricks uh, in that in that field or realm So, <laughs> this car, this car just pulled off, uh, and a couple of people, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, they're going, they're going on an adventure. They're, you know, they're off and they're off and away. The, the area that I live in, in Vancouver has, um, or at, at least, say, from my perspective, I'm always crossing paths with uh, 
Asian Canadians, and by that it's a mix. You know, there are um, East Indian uh, Canadians, there are Indo-Canadians, there are, uh, for the, for the, let's see, there's, there's a large amount of uh, Chinese Canadians in, in Vancouver. What's the point I'm getting at? Uh, and and it's it's not just Asian, like it's every every city has has these has this immigration a migration of people. Uh, you know, you're. It it would be so interesting to meet somebody who, say, I don't know, for a thousand years their family was, whoosh, you know that. They were truly. Um, Indigenous would be a word that they were, you know, from that place. And, and, and that's another angle of it in, in Vancouver. You know, there is an indigenous community uh, who, you know... Uh, but then, too, we, we have indigenous people from other parts of uh, Canada, say, who are moving uh, to Vancouver... So maybe, you know, that their family was originally not from Vancouver. Uh, I can say that too. My family is from out of town. I was born in Vancouver, but I have this awareness that... Uh, what is it? The ethnicity, right? It's, and it becomes a kind of, a kind of hodgepodge. I'm a little bit off track, but... Um, my point is that it's, it's, it's part of human nature to move around, uh, but it's such a big thing to, say, leave your country, your culture, and then move somewhere and, and set up shop, put down roots, you know, that's it, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay in this place. Uh, it's, and... It's not always easy. There's there's culture shock. There's got to be a very good reason to stay, but in the sense of this, what I'm calling at the moment crossover, that there's this moment of there's a reason to leave. There's a strong enough reason to leave that just thinking about it isn't enough. And, and and this is this is a normal human thing that we do. You know, we to to stay is um, there's a reason for leaving. It could be that uh, it could be just financial that the opportunities are not enough. Know, that, that that it's almost like a, a dead end. You know, if you stay, it's you know, it's not going to be fulfilling uh, financially, uh, spiritually, uh, in in the sense of one's personal freedoms or satisfactions. There is a very good reason uh, to leave.
my 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 own uh, preoccupation with looking at Vancouver, and there have been times where I have wanted to leave. That it just it feels so stagnant, you know, and I'm surrounded with uh, the known. Right? There's a kind of numbness to it. It's like eating the same food all the time. The main character finally capitulates, and and they and they agree to. There's something imp- important there as well that say making a character active is important. A, a, a passive character. I, I I've seen a number of times on on Twitter where. Writers will talk about um, their working editing, you know, and the main character has become really unattractive. <laughs> and, and that's a big red flag. And a, a secondary character has kind of taken over. The secondary character is more active, interesting, relatable. And and, and 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 of course, then you're faced with the dilemma of, you know, oh, do you push the main character into the uh, background, and then you sort of bring up this uh, secondary character. I wonder though about the, say, perhaps a, a habit of making the making the main character passive if there's a, almost a kind of cycle and uh, a, a pattern for the writer. Not saying that it reflects themselves. Um, the reason why not to do a passive character is is, is that, let's see, I find myself going and thinking about the the male gaze, and the male gaze is the uh, projecting, and projecting onto um, a female character, and defining uh, you know the role uh, in the sense of gender, in the sense of this um, passivity, and and it's very interesting to. Uh, subvert that and explore it, and you know, asking these questions of, well, well, why is this character passive? And it it can be said for any character that is not um, being active and not making things happen. Just to continue. Uh, a plot-driven story versus a character-driven story. For example, at the end of the first act, rather than having your character deciding to go, your character is kidnapped. That's passive. The decision, the decision to go, making that decision, that's active. 
that's interesting. You know, that's a character who's grasping the world by, you know, both hands, both horns, uh, coattails. That's not to say that it has to happen all the time, but in in the sense of of the gaze and the uh, projection that it's it's important to and, and by extension the image it's like what is what is this thing that we are you know upon the canvas what is this image that we are making there is a kind of passivity at the beginning of the story the main character is acquiescing is is allowing uh, is allowing the world to uh, be active. You know, they are surrounded by active people, and they are their role in the community or um, environment is one of a kind of subjugation. And so, by moving forward, there's a bit of rising up and, you know, throwing off the shackles, or at least moving in that direction. You know, it's not... They're not out of the woods yet. They're not... They're not truly free, truly transformed. And... But they're moving in that direction. So it would be kind of like, say, you know, at the very beginning of the first act, uh, being a prisoner, and then by the end of the first act, it's this, you know, realization. They might not even know they're a prisoner, and they've had this shock, and now they've got to decide what to do. You know, how do I, how do I break out of this, you know, cycle of you know, violence or passivity or um, silence, uh, denial. Uh, I, I just saw on Twitter uh, somebody is editing and really in, enjoying it and really um, having a good time, but they kept repeating that, yeah, they repeated that it wasn't them. That while they were writing, they were having this experience of, they're, you know, just repeating this statement of, this is not me. And I, re- I responded, it's like, maybe it's the true you. You know, maybe this is sort of a part of yourself that is kind of, you know, hidden, covered up, uh, you know, and you're having this experience of a part of yourself that is profound and essential. I didn't get quite into it, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this uh, definition, de- defining this plot point where the character is contemplating uh, 
and finally uh, taking action and moving out of the first act. One of the sort of archetypal ways to describe the first act, the, the sort of the function, the experience of the main character is as orphan. And in that, in that terminology of orphan, and then you move into the second act of wanderer, and then you move into warrior, and then finally the third act, it's martyr. So it's this arc of orphan to martyr. The orphan has lost their lineage, kind of. They lost their um, their parents. There, there's this separation. Um, the the relationship that ought to be there. Um, this connection to a sense of self, I guess, and that's with a capital S. Why? Um, you know, parents provide us with, oh, you know, it, it's they provide us with identity. They provide us with so much. Uh, and two, there's an argument there. Uh, can that be done through family, right? You know, and then you define well, what does family mean? Because some people have lousy parents, these sort of soul-sucking vampires. Uh, or they have parents that are kind of mute and f- feeble-minded. Uh, or weren't there, you know, parents who are um, fantastic, encouraging, uh, you know, self-esteem investors. <laughs> Follow your bliss, kid. Uh, but but in the sense of orphan, say we have a, a Harry Potter or, or a Conan the Barbarian from the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. We have this person who's kind of uh, cut off. You know, they are the the I, I'm, I'm getting closer to this idea of the sort of the Paris syndrome of parenthood parentage, parenthood and you know, the, the, the perfect utopia paradise family and you know, it's, this bound to disappoint everyone. You have all the money in the world, you know, and still you're you're messed up because there's a kind of orphan. It's it's like you know we're all in this huge orphanage that you know we were um, kidnapped or something, and we were given to these two strangers and uh, so in that sense we're we're all orphans and the main character is a reflection of this uh, disappointment or this lack 
and you know, it, and it's such an easy thing to point the finger, you know, and sort of you know you suck and you suck, right? The blaming the parents and it's it's the easiest childish thing to do. I've done it. You've done it. Don't lie now. I've been on the the fringes of that, and you know I've in my own family, my extended family, um, seeing seeing this disappointment and that there's something essential that's missing. Why not? Or why aren't we sharing that? And uh, sort of alleviating this this feeling of yeah, you know. Why are we manufacturing orphans? For the main character, at this crossover point, this crossing the threshold, there are threshold guardians. So we've had this tug-of-war, and now the character is passing through the threshold. It, it could be security guards, you know, so these physical representations who are getting in the way and saying, stop, you, you know, you cannot cross, or making it difficult for the characters uh, to cross. There's a kind of loss that happens there, and it, it, it's a spectrum, you know, it could be that someone is left behind, and that uh, in the activity, that there's this also a passivity. Uh, something happens, much like the midpoint of the story, that there's no turning back. There's a kind of reflection that, that, that is happening there, at the threshold. And of course, it's different. It's not the same thing. But there is a there is a pessimism that happens, and and you could rewire the story structure to you know to serve your story, and the great thing about it is that it, when done well, you know and and servicing the story, the experience for the reader, when done well, it's great. It sort of subverts expectations. You're sitting there going, oh, okay, well now we're going to have this crossing of the threshold. The character, main characters, definitely going to go on this journey. They're being active. And then you subvert it. Um, but again, it, it, it's about doing that well and considering the reader. So what could that mean? It could it could mean something like, it's not an easy uh, task crossing this border. You know, there there's a cost. Uh, there's a toll booth. You know, you've got to pay something. It could be just leaving the past behind. You know, leaving behind the normal, and that there's this painful shift that happens with the decision. It, it's, it's much like traveling. 
and say, you know, you're at the airport, you're going into a new country, and there's these questions. Why are you here? You know, what, <laughs> what are you doing? And there might be a refusal. You know, it's like, no, you can't come in through this way. Uh, and, and then it's all about, okay, well, you know, can I get around that illegally? You know, is, is there a way to subvert this barrier or obstacle that's in the way? And, and that's the, the job of the, the threshold guardians. Or guardian. And, and again, you know, it's, it's not written in stone. It, it's just that at this moment, this is, this is how we do what we do as storytellers. At the moment, that's the expectation. You know, when, when I pick up a book or go to a Pixar movie, oh, Moss, those things are highly painfully structured stories. You know, they, they're stories. And it, yeah, it's it's not a hard and fast rule. It's more like a guideline, you know. It's a it's a very basic frame that's been around since forever. And and you know, it's it's, it's yours to play with. I don't follow it all the time, but uh, I am so lacking in structure. I. You know, I, I crave it because I know that uh, after a lot of study, research, um, trial and error, you know, that, that that's something my, my story lacks. You know, I've, I, keep, I keep returning to uh, structure, you know, and if I have difficulty, I'll sort of break down a scene and or ask, well, what is the structure? That said, that said, the character is moving from a highly structured situation, like, say, the, the normality of, of their everyday life at the beginning of the story, and they're, they're moving out of that into this chaos the, the representatives that they are encountering uh, as they cross the threshold, um, you know, these these are representatives of, of chaos. They are representatives of this outer experience. The you know, the the mystery. They dwell in this unknown. Um, they can navigate it, you know. They have the maps, and they have the um, the ability to communicate. They know other languages. Uh, they are out there, and the main character uh, relies on these representatives, both good and bad, you know, because uh, it's it's a learning experience. It's, you know, finding out about this outside world. I can, I can remember being quite young, and my, my world was literally 
uh, where I was, my, and, and it was my house. We had, we moved around a bit, but I just remembered the experience of uh, where my house, <laughs> that suddenly I, I, I realized that there was more than just my house or my street, and there were, it was a world, but it was, I couldn't even comprehend what was out there. It, it was just this sort of vague knowledge. It's like those maps of, you know, undiscovered, uh, undiscovered countries. You know, we might have some coastline, but we don't know what's inside. You know, we don't know what is beyond the horizon. So that was, you know, that, that's a moment I remember where um, suddenly things started to become vast. And bef before that, it was very sort of focused and very, um, you know, it was about home, it was about the house, you know, it, I would be transported around to some other venue. just making the final final walk final walk and stop uh, so it, it it's all about this crossing over uh, to this uh, other world you know we're leaving the ordinary world and we're going to this uh, this world you know bizarre, uh, traditions and cultures and languages, and it could be just across the street. You know, it could be it could be very much like being a kid. You know, and you know your parents' warnings. You know, like you know, don't cross the street, or rules. Right? You know, look both ways before you cross the street. You know, but they're looking out for your safety. And, and, and you look across the street, and you see, oh, there's some other kids, you know, and they're playing, right? And they, maybe they see you, and see you, and sort of like, hey, come on over. Or maybe they come over. <laughs> they don't listen to their parents, and they cross the street. You know? it, could, it could be whatever, but there's this, there's this sort of opening up of the world, right? That there's other houses and other families, and they have different ways of doing things. I remember kids across the street were, uh, yeah, one family. We had a couple of kids. I was a kid, and uh, but there was this slow process of, uh, you know, you know, meeting these other life forms, and uh, they were immigrants from Poland, I think. They had accents. They had different ways of doing things. They were, they were human beings, uh, but there was a sense of difference, otherness. So, you know, however you transform this event at the end of the first act, it's, it's all about newness, newness and freshness. The trajectory 
is upward towards uh, the midpoint, this false success at the center of the story. So, you know, we've we've had this down downward trajectory. Basically, scenes rise and fall, but this, you know, sort of like the larger scene, the act outside is first act of falling, and then we have crossing the threshold, and then we have this movement upwards. And again, that's just, you know, this is just basic form. These are expectations of the audience. Don't you tell me what to do, Moss? I would never tell you what to do. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, and so we're, what is the opposite of an arc? It's like going down into a valley, you know, and a valley, a gully, and moving up out of it. In what, what's on the other side are there are friends and allies. There are people that are going to help out and help the main character get, you know, climb up to the, um, the, the middle of the story. And, 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 and so for the pessimism of the pessimism that they're leaving. There, there's a sense of there's this optimism uh, there's this the beginning of it this, this sense of that oh you know this is okay it's not bad um, I don't know how much traveling you've done but usually uh, when I've you know crossed the, the border and I'm, I'm in the other place there's this sense of, there's a sense of relief and the world opens up a bit, and there are these, for the most part, friendly people. Um, you know, occasionally, I'll I'll run across somebody who's, you know, of course, you know, there's few people having a bad day, but for the most part, it's a, it's a positive experience, and it, and it reinfor- reinforces the decision, right? Ah. I made the right choice. I made the right decision. This is all a huge con game, though. The main character has no idea, you know, just how bad things are going to get. And and again, that's that's expectation. Right? You know, you're going you're going into the story to have this journey. You're going into the story to have this rising and falling. Uh, and rising again, um, you know, if, if there isn't, if there isn't this experience, then it's lacking, and people are going to say, "I don't know what it is, but the story is lacking," and and then the writer is left with this mystery. He's like, "Well, oh well, how do I do that? <laughs> how do I?" And then, you know, I, and I guess at that point too, the person's, the writer is going out there and looking for t- tips and tricks, and you know, 
magicians revealing their secrets. And, and yeah. Anyways, thank you, thank you for listening. <clears throat> and yeah, keep moving forward. Keep uh, keep heading towards that uh, the the eternal threshold. You know, ever ever crossing over on the adventure. Take care.